This is the Mac and Miles Show, only on 88.1 The Bird. Gentlemen, boys and girls, you are tuned into the Mac and Miles Show. We are broadcasting here from the heart of Washington, Central Washington University, in the beautiful studios of 88 Wonderberg. Mac, how you doing? I'm doing all right. This snow, this storm, whatever you want to call it, major vibe killer. But other than that, mm-hmm. I'm doing good. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know Mac is not a fan of the snow. Mac, you are also not a fan of that pickup game we played this morning. Mac, we have talked a couple episodes ago about eventually we were going to hit the court and, you know, play some fives, get some run going. And uh, we were actually able to do that this morning, just kind of on a whim. I, I saw you in the gym. I shot you a glance. You came down. We started hooping. And we get invited to play, you know, fives with, with some, you know, some guys who are also hooping. And, uh, you know, we took the chance to get to get some run in. And there was this one guy that, Mac, you, you were not happy with him. No, not and, at all. And, and I'll, I feel like you got to get something off your chest here. I'm going to give the floor to you. I'm going to yield the mic. Go ahead, say what you got to say. All right. Well, first off, Miles and I had the chance to play some five on five today in the in the Cirque. You know, get some runs in. Just before we talk basketball, we got to play some basketball. You know, get that basketball energy flowing through us before this podcast. So you know, we were hooping, and I had this kid on my team. He's probably like six two, six three, nerd looking kid. Didn't really look like he was much of a basketball player. And this dude's first bucket, first off, he takes like four steps. And gets a layup. And then after that, dude acted like he was LeBron James or something like that. Dude would had to play the point guard, bring it up, and he would just every time there would be someone open on the wing on our team, whether it be me or someone other someone else on the team that was open on the wings. Like literally wide open, no one around him. And what does this kid do? He would either pass it to a cutter that was on the in the corner for three, and they would cut to the block, and he'd throw it into a double team, which, Miles, how many times did he turn it over making that pass today? Oh, he had to have, like, at least six turnovers or <laughs> At so. least six turnovers. We only played to 15, man. Yeah. And so he'd either throw it into double team, acting like, I don't even know, playing, I couldn't even justify why he'd even make the pass. I know five-year-olds that wouldn't even make that pass. Secondly, or... He'd either turn it over or he'd shoot with a hand literally like in his face, like an octopus goes over your face. Like that's how <laughs> contested the shot was. And he he was lucky. It was one of those shots. He shot it. So he shot it, like over his head. Like I don't even know how to describe like an overhead pass in soccer when you're tossing out of the bounce and they throw it over their head. He'd shot like that. It would hit the backboard, ricochet off the rim, like backboard rim, ricochet, long rebound, fast break, and oh my goodness, does this kid not want to get back on D either? And it was just so frustrating. I had to go back up after the game and then just do the rest of my Ironman because I am doing the, the indoor Ironman for the month of February, preparing for pond season and those ladies, you know, <laughs> trying to get a little bit buff for them. Okay. All Hell right. Yeah. yeah. You got to work it. You got to work it. So, Mac, I, you remember what you told me at the end of the game, like before the last bucket went in? <laughs> you said, if the ball comes to me, I'm shooting it. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the ball at all, so I was uh, like, every uh, time I get the ball, I'm just going to shoot it yeah, now. Like, I forget was, this. I thought that was funny. And then I got the ball one one time uh-huh. after I told Miles that and bricked the three. You did. I, I had a I had a good closeout on you, though. It's all right. Yeah. Good form. Uh-huh. Good form. Yes, you sir. You had a couple good looks. Just get, didn't get one to go. It'd be like that sometimes, you know. I couldn't get the ball in rhythm, couldn't get in rhythm. I was off rhythm all game because I was annoyed with that one player on the team that just... <laughs> 
thought he was everyone taking five steps yeah. to get into the lane. Yeah. I tell you what, he put that like one three pointer in, and his confidence just skyrocketed from there. Uh, yeah, that kid. Oh my god, I I'm not even gonna if I if him and his group would ever invite me to play five on five again, I'm not even gonna play. You're like not gonna do it. I can't play with scrubs. It just <laughs> they bring you down to their level no matter what. They're like leeches. They suck the level that you're out out of you and make you play down to mm-hmm. their level. Mm-hmm. And it's not even enjoyable. It's not even fun. I mean, it's literally shoot it, get back on defense. Duh, like, dude, nah, I'm not going to get back on defense after you missed me for the hundred thousandth time on the wing wide open. Why would I get back on defense? No point in me wasting my energy. I'll stay down in court. Let you guys play four on five on defense. Have you, fun. You can cherry pick it a little bit. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. get a nice wide open bucket. I doubt it because they all dribble with their head down. All right, Mac. Do you feel like you got everything off your chest there? Yeah, I got everything off my chest. Your frustrations are gone? Not entirely. Not, not entirely, but you I know like what to I mean. hold grudges a little bit. Okay, okay. Are you calm down now? I am I am a lot more calm. You know, after that game, I went and ran three miles and that kind of drained all Take the energy. Take your mind I had. off a little bit. Yeah. Okay, anyway, that was, that was Mac and I's first experience hooping down in the Cirque Gym down here. On the campus of Ellensburg, See, wasn't my Central first Washington experience. University. That was my first. No, no, experience. you and I, you and I oh, okay. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, today on the show, talking a lot of trades. There was a big flurry, kind of like the snow flurry going on right now. Big flurry of trades at the deadline. A lot of players moving. A lot of players that you thought maybe wouldn't, or or you were expected, but maybe they went to different teams that you didn't really expect. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about some teams who are maybe tanking a little later on. Of course. We're going to wrap it up with some picks, but before then, we got some hot takes for you. But right now, Mac, we're going to start with this crazy busy trade deadline. What were some of those trades that stood out to you? Some of the trades that stood out to me was the Pelicans dealing Nikolai Miritich to the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, we got the big one, Tobias Harris to the 76ers. Mm-hmm. That's the big one. Another move I really actually liked, I felt like was kind of swept up under the table a little bit, was Harrison Barnes to Sacktown, Sacramento Kings. Those I like that trade for them. Those were the three big moves I really enjoyed. I mean, the Kings really lacked a true small forward, and they finally and they got a decent one in Harrison Barnes for Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. And when you can get someone like Harrison Barnes for that on a team that really fits Harrison Barnes – Play saw up and down, shoot the three, just play really fast up tempo. I think Harrison Barnes can thrive in that. Mm-hmm. He's already a, an above average player. He can play solid defense. He can do a little bit of everything for you out there on the court. You know, he's not the best player. He's not the worst player. Still solid. very young. Still very he's young. He's a solid player. He's still young. Been in the league for like probably like eight years now, but he's still like eight years in the NBA means you're only like, what, 25, 26? I don't know if he has eight. I think he's around five or six. He's a. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's probably he's got a title with the Warriors, man. That is true. Yeah. And then he's to- got that playoff experience. That's yes, for sure. sir. That brings a lot to a team that's looking to get in, get into the playoffs now. And the Sacramento Kings, who I believe is going to snag the eighth spot this year in the West. I like that pick. And then Nikolai Miritich, three-point specialist, going to the Bucks. The Bucks need some help with the three-point shooting. I mean, they really only have Chris Middleton. And I haven't seen much of Brooke Lopez as of late. Oh, Brooke Lopez can shoot, though. Has he still been hitting threes? Because I really oh, yeah. haven't been seeing much of him doing Brogdon can hit a couple, too. Yeah, Brogdon's streaky, though. I'm not mm-hmm. sold on Brogdon as a perimeter shooter quite yet. Okay, he's still young, too. But though. Miritich brings that floor spacing ability. You run him at the four, mm-hmm. Giannis at the five, Mir- or Middleton at the three, Brogdon at the two, and Bledsoe at the one. 
I might just go out and say that's the best death lineup. I guess if we're talking five so? man, li- I mean, if you have Giannis running the five, I tell you what, that team, def- that unit defensively would be incredible. Incredible. Besides, well, actually, for I mean, yeah, yeah, Miritich is kind Miritich of a wart is a down trash there. Trash defender. You still got, you still got Giannis, <laughs> and you know, and Middleton. Both of those guys are long and lanky. And, and then Brogdon's you know a very underrated. After it too. Yeah, and Brogdon's an underrated defender, if I do say so myself. And so I really like that trade for Milwaukee. I really think it opens up a lot of driving lanes for their slashing players. And I also, it adds an extra element to their game. Another solid three-point shooter for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I like the move, man. I got to say it. I like that too. And then... Actually, in the Bucks, one of those teams, I really, I really didn't expect him to go there. Yeah, I really did not see that one coming. Who'd they give up? Did they give up Thon Maker, who wanted to... Get out of town he was anyway. Trying to get out of town anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I I can't remember who he went to. Actually, no. I think he went to the Pistons. I don't know. You guys tell us. <laughs> we're not we're not the experts we claim to be sometimes. However, <laughs> the biggest move of the deadline, I think it has to be Tobias Harris to the 76ers. I agree with you there. Yeah. And you know, as far as like moving the needle for that team, you could argue maybe Gasol to the to the Raptors is just as good, but. Gasol and his and his advanced age, I just don't know how much more he brings than Valentunas was already giving you. You know what I mean? I mean he adds a three point shot, but that's and the just passing about ability, it. I suppose. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't the biggest fan of the Marcus All to the Raptors trade, to be honest. I mean, Marcus All is old. He's he's a shell of himself. I wasn't a major fan of that. I don't think he's going to make much impact out there anyway. But anyways, getting back to this Tobias Harris to Philadelphia. Yeah, let's get this. Okay. Let's talk about it. You know, in a league where people like to tank and get draft picks and get and collect assets, thinking they're with the Boston Celtics or whatever, that that day and age, Miles, that's over with. There's no more tanking. There's no more collecting assets. Well, that, it's that's, now. That's what Adam Silver n- would like you to think that there's no tanking. There, you know what? There, tank the tanking days. It doesn't work. It does. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. I've come to conclusion after sleeping on it and after this deadline that it doesn't work. Even with the 76ers, it really didn't work. They just happened to draft, fall into the spot, and be able to draft Joel Embiid, be able to draft Ben Simmons. They drafted, but before that, they draft they drafted what Jaleel Okafor. Mm-hmm. They traded for Nerlens Noel. I mean, yada yada yada. I mean, it didn't really do anything. And then they just ended up signing players, getting players. I don't know. I don't know. Work. But look at Phoenix. Phoenix, they've been tanking since Nam. Literally since <laughs> since Nam. And then who else we got? Sacramento. This is their first time being good, in for, and they're not even that good. They're just right. like they're like a fringe playoff like team, slightly above average. They've been bad since Nam as well. <laughs> yeah, and then two thousand. What else? The Nets. They haven't been good since Nam either. I mean, <laughs> the last time they were good was when Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett got traded there, and that was. A very, they weren't even very, that good that year, though, Mac. No, they weren't. And uh-huh. that was a very long time ago as well. So we got the Nets, the Suns, and the Kings. Let's see who else is tanking. The Knicks have been bad forever. I, mean, I guess I wouldn't say forever, but at least the past like five or six years. The Knicks haven't been good since like 80-something. Like, yeah, but like they went to the playoffs. They were like first in the East in like 2013 or something. Whenever the year J.R. Smith won six man of the year, I was like, was he like 2013 or 2012? That was like the, their last time they were good. But, okay. Okay. Yeah. So the Knicks have been bad forever. I feel like the Hawks have also no, been. No, the Hawks won 60 games a couple years ago. Oh, that is true. But yeah. That was Without like, Horford, what, Kyle Horford lineup? That was like four years ago. Damari Carroll? Yeah. That was four years ago. Yeah. And they haven't done anything since then. No, they really haven't. Ever since they traded all those guys and fired Bootenholzer, it's been. All right. So the Hawks, 
They're borderline. They're borderline up there with tanking. Who else would be a tanking team? You got any? Got any teams for me? I think we hit them all. I mean, Orlando's pretty bad. Orlando's been bad forever as well. Since Penny and Shaq left, yeah. Yeah, literally, I can't remember. Oh wait, Dwight. They went to a finals a couple years ago. Dwight. They did Howard. not. That was not a couple years ago. We were like in that elementary like school. That was like 08. That was like 08. Oh wait, it's 2019. So they were good 11 years ago. Yeah. Okay, that's okay, that's not very so good. Yeah. So we got Orlando, Phoenix, New York. Sacktown, and I'll th- I'll throw the Hawks in there. They've yeah. all been and it hasn't worked for them. And where are they? Where are they still? They've been taking for how many years? And where are they all still? Still in the pooper. Sacramento's on the outside looking in as far as playoffs. it is time for the NBA to just go big or go home. Get the star players or don't even just you better do something. Get the stars or get fired at this point in the NBA. Get them. Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, 76ers bringing two stars now. Yeah. Now they have four total stars. I don't. You might say Tobias Harris is a star. He's a one hit, one hit wonder or whatever. He's, he's on the borderline all star. He's on a bad team. He has been good since he's been in the league. He was good in Orlando. He was good in Detroit. He was good with the Clippers. He was great with the Clippers. And now he's got to be even better with the 76ers, getting the ball from Ben Simmons. So oh, yeah. the game is about getting. Look at Golden State went and got a star in Kevin Durant. Oklahoma goes out and gets a star in Paul George. When you the go getters in the NBA are the team that go the farthest. Right. And look at the Miami Heat went out and got LeBron, Wayne Bosch, and where they go four straight finals. Yeah, and they won two of them. And won half of them. Yeah. There you go. The, the go getters, the, the aggressive go, types. The go getters in the NBA win games. They win playoff series. The and those who sit on their hands and just collect draft picks. Yeah, the asset, the asset getters. Don't do anything. The Boston Celtics, they went out and got Gordon Hayward. They went out and got drafted Jason Tatum. They went out and signed Al Horford. They went out and signed Kyrie. They're I mean, a special case, I think, honestly. They're signing people. They're they're out there getting people. But and here's the thing. They're they're piling up their trade assets and picks so they can go get somebody. They've collected all their assets though in trades. They got their they got their trades like they got like a million of the Nets picks for when they got rid of KG and Paul Pierce to them. They got like what three first round picks or something like that. A crazy yeah. amount of first round picks that they've stockpiled. They did some deal with Memphis where they got their got their first round pick, and then they got the Kings' first round pick. And you know, like at least they're go getting picks assets at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're go they're going and getting dropped. They're not sitting around waiting for something to happen, waiting for something to come to them. They're out there making moves. And the NBA, you just got to make moves. Just go out. And get your star players. The 76ers, they gave up Robert Covington, Dario Saric for Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. Yeah. And we're like, well, who are they going to have a shooter? Who are they going to have this and that? The question's been answered, my friend. They got Tobias Harris. He's a he's an above-average three-point shooter in the NBA. Oh, yeah. And then they also got Boban, the seven-foot-seven dude, Boban Marhanovic or something. And then Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala, he's a stretch forward, stretch four, whatever no, you want to call it. they traded Mike Muscala. They traded him already? Yeah, to the Lakers. Oh, yikes. Yeah, All right, well, I didn't see that one happen. Anyway, <laughs> well, they got Tobias Harris to pair with J.J. Redick. They got their shooters back. They're good. The go-getters, I like it. The tankers, they're going to be tankers they're forever. They're going to be tankers. That's, ha- that's a problem. You, when you're in the tank, you're in the tank forever. Yeah, there's no escape in the tank. You're you're going to get eight alive in uh-uh. the tank by uh-uh. the by the higher up, the higher powers. So that's all. I, that's my trade deadline stuff. Go I, out and get I stars. I like that pick. I, I like that pickup for Philly. I, agree I love with you. it. I mean, he's gonna—he's a great defender. He can defend. 
one through four. I wouldn't say he's tall enough to guard fives. He can shoot the three, stretch the floor, create extra driving lanes for Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons. And now you have to, you can't just account for JJ Redick as a shooter. You got to account for t- Harris and JJ Redick. So you got two elite shooters right. out on the floor. And then on top of that, you got to deal with Joel Embiid, who, who's the MVP candidate. I mean, look, to me, the Sixers, set. they already had a great starting lineup, and now it just got even better. You know, I'm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, I wasn't sold on the 76ers this like year. And Simmons, Redick, Harris, Jimmy B, and and Embiid, and Embiid. That's killer. I mean, that's big yikes right there. <laughs> big yikes. <laughs> big yikes. Put the league on alert, kind of yikes. Yeah, I mean, the 76ers just went from they went from maybe being able to take a game or two from Toronto or Milwaukee to now they're gonna push. They're gonna Phoenix push them. Yeah, they're going to push them, and they're going to make a run. I think you know, I think they just became my team out of the East to go to the finals. I'm liking the 76ers at the really? finals this year, yeah. That's a hot take. I wouldn't say that's a hot take. What, no. they're, what are they, third in the East, fourth in the East? Yeah, third and fourth. They're in the top four. Yeah, they're top four team. They're top four. They got the, the, the best center in basketball. They arguably have a top three. Outside of Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, I mean, the be- J.J. Reddick's up, but up there at three-point shooting at the best of them. Tobias Harris... He's a beast. Jimmy Butler, he's a good defender. He's a great defender. I won't, I won't give him this, give him the downplay of saying he's only a good defender. He's a great defender. Right. And yeah, I mean, I just don't know what team in the East is really gonna guard Joel Embiid. Marcus all starting lineup too. Marcus all gonna guard him. I don't, I yeah, don't know. I, I, I think tr- it's either gonna be Toronto or 76ers coming out of the East. Yeah. That's that's my take on it. I like that. There we go. Toronto, the Raptors or the Sixers, huh? Raptors, yep. Sixers. Eastern Conference Final. That's what that's what I'm picking right now like in that's the good. month that's of February, good. February 11th. You heard it here first. February 76ers, 11th. Raptors, Eastern Conference Finals. Max said it here first. Yes, I, I like did. that pick. Alrighty, we are going to come back on the other side of the break and wrap up this trade discussion with who we think are the biggest winner and loser of this trade deadline that just passed. Stay with us. Welcome back into the pod. It is Mac and Miles. We're going to wrap up the trade discussion right now with a little bit of winners and losers talk. Mac, who is your biggest loser? I want to hear the loser first. The biggest loser, Miles? Yes, yes. The Lakers. The Lakers are the biggest loser of the deadline. The lowly Lakers, huh? Yep, the lowly ninth seed Lakers. Let me tell you why why the Los Angeles Lakers slash the Los Angeles LeBrons are the biggest losers. All this talk about trading your whole team for one guy in Anthony Davis, and we're talking these dudes are like our age, 21, 22 years old. They're in L.A. They're living life. They're playing basketball with one of the best basketball players to ever touch a ball in LeBron James. Sure. And they're hearing for like what was like it seemed like two weeks, at least a week and a half, of oh we're all getting sent to New Orleans, yada yada yada. And, you know, kind of, and for for Anthony Davis, and you know, it really, really, I feel like it hurt them, their ego, just their chemistry, all in all. I mean, you watched the game when they played the Pacers, and LeBron took the biggest L of his career. I mean, was it a forty-two point loss? Yeah, it was like a forty-two point loss to yeah, the Indianapolis that Pacers. That was bad. I mean, the team literally just like said, "Okay, LeBron, forget you," da 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 da, and just gave up on him. And I mean, like, it really just affected the team morale. I feel like it affected the players' moods. I mean, these kids. 
I mean, they're literally young adults or our age, 21, right. 22 years old, right. seeing their name in headlines, getting traded from L.A. I mean, I don't know who would want to go from L.A. to New Orleans to live. I don't either. I, I would see the other way around. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be very happy if I had to go from L.A. and go move my butt over to New Orleans. <laughs> I'd be pretty upset about it. Yeah. And it would kind of hurt me internally. I'm not going to lie. I'd okay, be, okay. I'd be kind of down. Because now you're just looking at LeBron like, am I your teammate or am I just someone you like to get along with and then you're just going to trade me when... When a superstar guess, yeah. is, is offered on the, you know, on this is on the table, you know. Yeah, I mean, like we're talking Anthony Davis, like the trade that the Lakers offered for Anthony Davis. I mean, I wouldn't be. A lot of teams would have taken that for their, for like one of their star players. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Detroit, if the Lakers offered, let's say Kuzma and Brandon Ingram for Blake Griffin, you you don't tell me they don't take that right now. They probably do. They take it. Blake Griffin is wasting his time up in Detroit. They're yeah. never going to be a good team. But like with the t- with the roster they have right if now. If you think about it, with the with the roster the Lakers have, I think they could just trade for like two stars. Like if I'm the Wizards and I'm looking to rebuild, why would I not take, let's just say Lonzo, Josh Hart, and Brandon Ingram, for Brad Beal. Or would you have to throw Kuzma in there for Brad You would, Beal? because I think they want to keep Brad Beal around and build around him. I just he's try, still pretty he's, young. He's, he's the kid's 25. only like 26. He's yeah. 25, but if they really want to start tanking and just say, you know, we're going to rebuild, go into the right. the tank and never return. <laughs> I mean, building around those guys isn't a bad jump start on things. And I think that was really the Lakers' plan, and then LeBron came aboard and everything changes now. You yeah, know? and now those guys realize that their days, I mean, it's just like such a morale killer for them. It is, it like, is. Because if they think about it like that, I mean, the Lakers, if they really wanted to, they could find a team that would take those three or four players exactly. and give up their well, star. Well, they tried to offer it to the Pelicans, and they you know, they didn't, they were, weren't interested. You know, I like that move on the Pelicans because, for one— I'm not trading my star to the same conference that I am, and no, I'm still going to have no, no. to play him four that. times a year. I'm not doing that. Three if, or four. If I'm the Pelicans, Anthony Davis is going out east. I don't care. If I'm the Pelicans, I would just send him to the biggest mediocrity of a team like the Hawks, just to give him like, just to give him one last finger like he gave us. You know, just like, <laughs> oh, you want to give up on us? We're gonna give. You know, Atlanta. What do you guys got? How many first round picks you guys? Yeah. Have bring them over. You think here. they're just gonna take the biggest bid they can get? <laughs> I yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. But and so the Lakers they killed, they killed their players' morale and chemistry. I mean that's obviously gonna hurt their chemistry. Da da da. I mean people are looking at LeBron, upper management. Like really, you guys. I mean Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball, two players that have both heard you are the face of the franchise. You are the future of the Lakers. And then next thing you know, next thing you know you are possibly on your way out of here. Like, could you imagine just Lonzo last year thinking, like, it was reported that Magic said he wants him to be the point guard of the future. He wants Lonzo. He see, he can see Lonzo's name up in the rafters amongst those Laker greats, and now look. That's a tall order. He honestly. might be in New Orleans a Maybe. year later. Or Phoenix, who knows? Could you imagine, like, what that does to a player's psyche and stuff? I mean, oh, yeah, 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 they're going to be mad, too. And that's why I think the whole organization of the Lakers right now is on fire. It's under a lot of scrutiny, a lot of... A lot of heat for all that stuff going out, and I think it's really going to have impacts on the Lakers 
going forward this season, and we'll talk more about that in the hot takes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the Mac, biggest I'm loser go, is the Lakers. I'm going to go on the other end of that trade for the biggest loser in my book, and it actually is the Pelicans, and let me tell you why. It seems a little screwy, I know. Let me tell you why, though. It's because, to me, Anthony Davis's trade value is not going to be any higher than it was when he first said, I want out. And so that was, a couple, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, but I feel like it's going to get higher. I mean, he still has to play this season and next season. As a, He's not a free agent until 20. As, as, as his contract gets closer and closer to being up, he's going to lose value. Okay. That, that's my opinion. And so the time to move him now for the Pelicans was at the trade deadline here. We saw the godfather offer or whatever from the Lakers. It was the entire young core, Stevenson, Rondo, two picks. I think Zubak was in there too. It was like eight players, <laughs> two, two of those players being future picks for one guy. The Lakers were prepared to gut their whole roster for AD, and they didn't take it. Good. I wouldn't have taken it either. I'm not saying it's their responsibility to do it, but that kind of offer you're gonna get you just received from the Lakers, you're not gonna get that the the remainder of the way. They're gonna get it. That combination of young talent and picks, you're not gonna get that again. For yeah, you are. You're gonna get you're gonna from Bo- Boston has Gordon. I know they're not young. I guess Jalen Brown's young. Right. Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. Maybe, just maybe, Jason Tate. I don't think they're giving up all three of those guys. I don't think guys. they are, no. But we've talked about it before. Boston has that Memphis Grizzlies pick. They do, they do. Boston and, can throw at them a little more picks. And if Memphis gets if if Memphis gets the top eight protected this season, which, which was what their pick is, which means it falls in the top eight, they get that pick. And then mm-hmm. next season, it's unprotected. So Boston's automatically getting it. So there's... There's a th- something to look at. That's going to be a top five pick next season. Do you season. think Boston would be would be willing to trade that away if it was like a top five? Oh yeah, for to land Anthony Davis. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, let's just be real. Who in the draft is going to live up to Anthony Davis's name? No, so, and especially because the guy's still like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. You know? And then so you give up that draft pick, which is way better than any of the, what the Lakers have to offer. On right. top of that, you can get Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and then. I guess maybe Rozier, but Rozier would have to do a sign and trade thing. I mean, that sounds a lot more enticing. And on top of that, they have um, the Sacramento first round pick, which is it's still gonna be. It might be depending on where Sacramento goes. Could be a lottery pick. Could be like top ten. I don't know what the Kings are gonna do. They're like a weird fringe team that could go. They could go. <laughs> they go either way right, right now. Right, yeah. You, you and I mean, know. yeah. So you're gonna have a lottery pick. A probably top five, top seven pick in the twenty the twenty twenty draft, on top of Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and I don't know who else Boston was gonna trade for that, but I think that sounds a little bit more appetizing than what the Lakers had to offer. I mean, the Lakers trade their young core in Kuzma, Lonzo, Hart, and and Lonzo. Did I say Lonzo? Yeah. Or Ingram, I don't know. But anyway, you trade them away to New Orleans. Then you have here's your starting five in New Orleans: Julius Randle at the five, right? Kyle Kuzma at the four, Brandon Ingram at the three, Josh Hart at the two. Actually, no, it, Drew Holiday at the two. Uh, Drew Holiday's probably one. 
Okay, Lonzo or Josh Hart at the two. Okay, yeah. Drew Holiday at the one. You know what that lineup sounds sounds like? Sounds like a, a the bad Lakers team. of the past two seasons. Yeah, pretty much. That what were they good? Oh, that's right. They weren't that good. They were uh, top, all right. They, they were got okay. a top three pick in the draft. Like they were awful. They're a top three worst team in the NBA. Awful. I don't know if those boys out in Boston are going to be much better though. The return that they get from Boston, it, I I think obviously it would include more picks, but if you want to compare just the players, like Jalen Brown versus like Lonzo or you know Gordy I'm taking Hayward Jalen Brown over any of those guys versus like Kuzma. Have you seen Have you seen how not Have you seen how Gordy Hayward's been playing lately? He just does not look that great. Trying to tell you, just give him, just give him some give time him the ball to recover. A lot. Not a lot. <laughs> Just give him some time to recover no, from I that hope, injury. I hope he does recover because he, he was ha- an exciting player in Utah. He couldn't shoot a basketball. He couldn't run for like true. seven months. That's true. And NBA players, as good as they are, as good as they are at the game of basketball, they still get rusty after a period of time of not being able to shoot a basketball. And like, that is true. Cut. Yeah. He hasn't. He's probably been cutting on his ankle for like five months, like going up and down the court for like five, six months now, if that. And I just, you just got to give him some time. You got to just be patient with Gordon Hayward. I I believe he's going to get back to where he needs to get back to. I'm a believer in him. If that no, means I anything to Gordon I definitely Hayward. want to see him get back to where he was. He was a good player. Jalen Brown, he's better than Kuzma right now, I'm going to say it. He's he's mm. He blows Brandon around the way. Here's my problem with Kyle Kuzma. Okay. Kyle is Kuzma problem? is a Bitcoin NBA player, and let me tell you what that means. <laughs> what does that mean, Mac? He fluctuates. He's streaky. Okay. He goes from he goes from his stocks way up here, skyrocketing mm-hmm. through the roof, sell now type of thing. Like he's balling. He's on fire. He can't miss a shot. He's the guy that can go out and drop you sixty points one game. The very next day, turn around and get you like eight points. He's too streaky. He, he's he's a Bitcoin. He's a Bitcoin player. He goes up. He goes down. He's he's. You're pulling your head out because you, as a Bitcoiner, you pull your head out, right? Or pull your hair out, not you your head. You got millions or nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's where you go with Kyle Kuzma. He fluctuates so much. Yeah. He's he hasn't found that level of consistency yet, and it just like makes you pull your hair out because he can. He's literally the dude like last dropped 23 in the first quarter yesterday, and then only finished with like what he finished with, like 30 like four points or something, 37 points, and he had 23 of those 37 in the first quarter. Like I mean, it's still a solid night, but yeah. I mean, gotta do something better. When you drop twenty three and a quarter, I mean, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though, and he's still a young player, and and as as these players mature and get older, you don't really see necessarily their numbers go up that much, but their efficiency goes up, and so you'll start to see him be more consistent, not have really off nights, be consistently putting up maybe twenty points a game or whatever. Yeah, but he's gonna be doing that without LeBron on the team because team. I think he he's been. Really getting plus value because of LeBron, just what LeBron brings to that team. He's been like his game has gone up playing with LeBron because he's the perfect person to have alongside LeBron, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I just think without Braun, I don't know what Kuzma brings you. I don't think he can reach his full potential. You need, yeah, he needs something to play with him. That's for sure. He needs a slash. He's not the kind of guy yeah. you could just put him on his own team and say, "Okay, take the reins," and he's gonna do it. You know what I mean? No, he's not one of those superstar guys like Paul George, mm-hmm. Dame, LeBron, whoever. You know, not at all. And he's that's why I think he's a Bitcoin NBA player. I mean, 
you're pulling your hair out one second, the next second right. you're yeah. doing somersaults, I like, I back like that, flips. I like that catchphrase. And I, I never heard that. Okay. I just made it up off the top okay. of my head. <laughs> that's that's trademarked, up. you guys. That's trademarked. Trademarked. Okay. Alrighty, alrighty. Mac, I think let's let's move into the winner now or winners. And I think you and I both agree on the winner here. And we just talked about it last segment, and that's the Sixers over there in Philly. Yeah, 76ers hands down. What they did with that starting lineup, deadline. bringing in a fringe all-star player like Tobias Harris, it's going to do wonders for them come playoff time. It's going to help them get a, maybe a higher seed down the stretch here. It feels such a major void. They needed. They had a lack of three-point shooting. They got another excellent three-point shooter, and they also went out and got a guy that can get you a bucket, When you another guy that can go out and get you a bucket when you really need one. I mean, when you can get guys that can shoot threes and then go out and get you a bucket when you really need one, you can never go wrong with those type of players. Well, and then when you get into these uh, playoff rotations too, they narrow down to you know seven, eight players sometimes, sometimes nine if you're if you got a deep deep squad. But these playoff rotations, you're only playing you know the starters and then maybe three bench guys. Yeah. And so the starters are playing heavy minutes, and I'm looking around the league, and besides maybe the Warriors, who can like really match that starting five? I don't know. I think Toronto offers an interesting perspective with Siakam, OG, yeah, yeah. Ananobi, or I can't pronounce his name, and just like players that they got, got right. over in Toronto. And I don't know. It's this NBA season has been by far one of the, like the most exciting basketball season in such a long time. Right. It's like the first season where people aren't just folding over to Golden State. They're actually yeah looking to punch back now. They're like, I'm tired of this. Right. We're gonna try to hit you back, and. You know, the East is looking so much, so exciting. Even if LeBron was still in the East, he's not going to be a, he wouldn't even make it to the finals. Do you don't think so? No, I don't think so. Well, not still in Cleveland, no. Cleveland's roster was pretty No, I mean, you you put LeBron, that Cavaliers team, and you, and LeBron, let's say LeBron stays in the East. You got the, the LeBron stopper Kawhi, who I think it's safe to say Kawhi has LeBron's number a little bit. LeBron does not do as good of a job as a player offensively when Kawhi guards him. I I mean, he'd have to go through Toronto without DeMar DeRozan, so the new Toronto Raptors. He'd have to go through Philadelphia in the second round. Don't forget Boston. Or he'd have to go through Boston and Milwaukee. I mean, mm-hmm. that is not a cakewalk like it has been for mm-hmm. him. Like, oh, last year we had the Pacers, the DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry duo of the Raptors, which has never beaten LeBron. Mm-hmm. And then... You had a Kyrie, Gordon Hayward list, Boston Celtics, who took you to seven without their two best players. I think at the that time. new Toronto squad could probably beat LeBron. Yeah. Oh, the new Toronto I think so. team would wipe the floor with that LeBron think so? Cavaliers yeah. team. Wipe them off. They probably yeah, win in five. That Cavs team was pretty flawed there at the yeah, end. Yeah, I think the Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee, Philly with the roster it has now because I don't think those moves weren't free agent signing. It was just didn't right. I think they still would have made those moves. And then Toronto, I mean, they would all wipe the floor with that Cavaliers team plus LeBron. I mean, they would wipe the floor with the Lakers in a seven-game series, all those teams, with LeBron. So, yeah, I mean, the East is super competitive again. It's fun to see that. Any other winners, Mac? Um, I'm going to give the Bucks a second place. In the, yeah, that was a good pickup for them, that Miritich pickup. In the trade deadline moves, Milwaukee second place. Miritich offers, brings three-point shooting, which – which creates driving lanes for players like Giannis, players like Eric Bledsoe, Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. and just adds another weapon to their already team with the best record in the NBA right now. I mean, it's just another weapon on that team, and it's fun to see. I mean, this NBA is so competitive. I don't, I don't know if it's just e- so easy to say Golden State 
is going to win it all. They're going to have a heck of a time getting through the gauntlet of the playoffs this year. This is going to be a good playoffs. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Next month, too. Oh, May- sorry. Not, oh, uh, it's like March. something like what? Like April. April? Yeah, yeah, April. Starts in late April. Yeah. Like yeah. second week of April, third week of April, somewhere in there. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. It should be a good, should be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into Let's our get next the hot segment. Takes, yeah. Let's get the hot takes. On the other side of the break, we're going to do one of Max's favorite <laughs> segments. I know it's one of his favorites. My absolutely favorite segment. We hot got takes, some, hot cakes. We baby. got some hot cakes cooking up right here. Stay with us. Welcome back into the pod. It is Mac and Miles. We are moving now into one of Mac's favorite segments hot takes and hot cakes. We have some pancakes over here grilling up right now. They're soft, they're syrupy, they're hot. Max gonna give you a hot take. Let's let him take a bite though, real quick. Gotta take a bite, you guys. For every five seconds I do not have flapjacks, I shall break one window. Okay. Alright, Mac, what you got? I got the pancake in my mouth, you guys, and it was very good, very <laughs> good syrup yeah. to butter ratio. Did, I didn't burn and fresh off the griddle. Absolutely cannot complain, Miles. You did a great job. Oh, High thank five. You. Thank you. Good job. Anyway, here's my hot drink. This will be the first time since about Nam, <laughs> since about World War II, you guys, since World War One type stuff we're talking. We will not see LeBron James in the playoffs. Wow. I'm writing the Lakers off. They ain't making the playoffs. Sacramento's taking that eight seed. I'm just going to go there. I don't see the Lakers getting the seven seed, six seed. They're taking the, they're taking the ninth seed, and they're they're out of here. They're not making the playoffs. LeBron James is not making the playoffs this season with the Lakers. There's my hot take, Miles. What you Mac, got for me? I like that. I like that. All right, Mac. Here's what I got for you. <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans are doing this whole tanking thing absolutely wrong. Okay. You trade away Miritich, one of your best players. You're bringing all these young guys like um, Julius Randle and Khalil Okafor. No, Jaleel Okafor. There you go. You have your superstars saying, I don't want to play here anymore. And you don't move them at the deadline. If you're trying to tank, you're supposed to trade away all your good players and collect assets. And what are they doing? They're not doing that. They have this summer, though. They would be fools to get rid of Anthony Davis without hearing other teams' offers like they have to offer. Like the Knicks, if they get the first-round pick, that's an eyebrow raiser. The Pelicans might look at that and be like, kind of like that move right there. I mean, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, the possibilities that the Pelicans have for a possible draft pick for Anthony Davis, I'm taking it. I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to see what you guys have to offer. I'm not going to just take the first good offer and claim that. I'm going to listen to all the offers. I'm if, if I have to come back to L.A., you know, the the best business people don't hold grudges. Mm-hmm. They don't remember the past. They only think in the future, the now. Okay. And I think Magic Johnson knows that. And I still think he'll offer the bag for AD at the end you of the day. So? At the end of the day, even, yeah. Even over the summer? I think he might keep one of the young guys now. He might just be like, I think he's got a li- he doesn't have leverage, but like a little bit, you know? Yeah, I, I He's mean, already made this huge offer. They declined it. He's. I don't think he's going to go any further than what he's done already. No. He, and they, honestly, at the end of the day, after hearing all the trade talks, it was a smart business move by the Pelicans to not just go after the Lakers' offer without hearing what anybody else has to say. I think they got some other offers, though. 
Nah. Oh, I mean, they, they didn't get one from, from the Celtics because they had some kind of weird... Uh, Celtics didn't have anything to offer. No, there was some kind of contract, whatever, yeah, or something like some where they couldn't trade or anybody. Or... It was just some weird stuff that no one, everyone was just like, what even is that? Like, right. Yeah. But well, the lottery hasn't happened yet, and I think when the lottery happens, that's going to be a time where AD, we have to look at that. More teams will come up in the AD sweepstakes, and mm-hmm. I just like it as a business move for the Pelicans not to just go off and be like, oh, and just fall in love with, oh, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball. You can get, when there's potential to get better players than those guys, because quite frankly, in my eyes, I'm going to go out. Brandon Ingram, he's a bust in my eyes at this point until he proves me otherwise. Yeah, You can't be dubbed the next Kevin Durant and then just average 15 points for like, the past three seasons and shoot a mediocre percentage of like 45%. Not a big fan of that. And especially when he came into the league weighing 150 pounds and he's three <laughs> years in the league weighing 150 pounds. Yeah, that's like soaking wet too. Yeah. So. And then Kyle Kuzma, I think this is, he might get a little better, but I don't see him being a 25 point per game score. I don't even see him being a 23, 24 point per game score. I think we've seen, maybe see Kyle Kuzma as a 21. I think 21 points per game is probably a ceiling. Lonzo, his ceiling is like he might have a couple seasons of averaging like 15, 10, and 7, which is cute. That's cute. It's cool. It's cute scoring, sure. But that's not giving you that's not getting you rings. That's I not think selling the tickets. The bottom line is is that uh, the Pelicans need to figure out what they're doing. I think they know what they're doing. And I just think they're playing stupid right now. I think they are. Yeah. But I think they're doing they have, it all wrong, man. I think they have a plan, and I'm excited to see how it unfolds. We'll see how it turns out. But, Mac, you think the Lakers are missing the playoffs? The Lakers are missing the playoffs. And I think uh, the Pelicans here are doing this whole tanking thing wrong. There you guys have it. That's going to the hot takes. takes. We're going to come back on the other side of this break. We're going to talk about that other team in L.A., the Clippers, and what is going on there. Stay tuned. Welcome back into the pod. It is Mac and Miles. We just finished some delicious pancakes. Mac, how did you like those? I was a fan, Miles. I I loved how the maple syrup and the butter ratio on those bad Uh boys just perfectly flowed with each other. Great chemistry from the butter and the syrup. Good, good. And I was a fan of them. They were nice and warm on such a cold day. It's probably like 20 degrees out. Something like that. And it is dumping snow. Oh, yeah. And something to warm the soul up. Some good old hot maple syrup and um, mm-hmm. some hot cakes, baby. Some pancakes. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with that. We talked about it on before the break. We're talking that other team in L.A., though, right now. The Clippers. And <laughs> Mac, where do you think this team is headed right now? They seem to be making some head-scratching moves, to say, you know, to say the least. All righty. For those of you not aware, the Clippers are the current eighth seed in the NBA. They were on the fr- they were gonna be in a playoff team this year, but instead they s- decided to cut off their own head, <laughs> ship their best players out of town, minus Lou Will because they paid Lou Will, mm-hmm. and as we said, they traded their best player away, Tobias Harris, traded away a key bench player in Boban who went Marhanovic. I can't pronounce his last name. The seven foot seven, tall the monster dude. in the middle. Yeah, traded him and Tobias to Philly, and now. They are going all in on the free agent market. Do you think that's where they're headed? The names of Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, 
has appealed to them. It has, it has really, really torqued them up, and torqued they think, up. all right, and they think that they can land two of these players. They have two max contract slots open. Mm-hmm. They have, they've been hearing this for a past like two years because even when LeBron was in Cleveland, they were talking about, oh, L.A. this, L.A. that, L.A. is the best. Everyone wants to live in L.A. So they're going off. Everyone wants to live in L.A. That rumor in the NBA. And they're going to try to make a push at Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and I think that's who they're going to go out. I don't think Jimmy Butler leaves Philly. Philly. I don't think Clay Tomp is leaving Golden State. Mm-mm. And I don't think Kevin Durant's leaving Golden State. No? So I think okay. the two free agents that you have to get, they're going all in for Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Leonard. And I must have gone on them here and say that they have about a 10% chance of signing Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard is staying in Toronto. So now you're looking at... I like that. Now you're looking at Kyrie Irving, and now you have two max slots, but only one max player. And they're really going all in on free agency, and I got to give you a warning. As much as as nice as, as it is to go after stars, to be a go-getter in the NBA, you're not going to win a championship with just Kyrie out in the West with the squad you got for stars. No. Kyrie Irving... Injury prone. I'm gonna say go. Out, I'm gonna say he's injury prone. And he's not gonna win a title without LeBron. He's not gonna win a title without LeBron or without at least more super superstars. I mean, right. if he can't win with this Boston Celtics team, I mean, I don't know where he's gonna be able to win at. Minus Golden State. Right. And Golden State's already got the other guys. Look at the turmoil the Lakers are in. They're talking about signing all these guys in free agency, doing all this and that, making trades. And look at where it's gotten the Lakers. The almighty, the once high and mighty Los Angeles Lakers. They're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. They're going to be pushing Golden State to multiple games (laughs) in the playoffs. And now they're on the outside looking in and will Uh be for the remainder of the season. Okay. I mean, it's a long, hard fall from grace, Clippers. So be careful on what you want to do in your free agent class. And the L.A. market is also unforgiving. Very unforgiving. There's so much entertainment and teams out there in Southern California. If you are bad, no one no one cares. Nobody cares. And you know what? No one's going to come to your game. As we've said previously on this podcast before, Miles, is like the NBA players, it's not like they're living in L.A. during the season. Right. The season's like, what, nine months from October to June? Is that like nine, well, eight months? Well, that's going to the finals, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's not like they're living in L.A., 10 to 12 months out of the year. Actually, they might be if they don't go to the finals, but they're not. Point of the matter is they're traveling for over six months of the year. Why would they want an expensive house? I guess they can afford it, but why not just in the summertime just go to L.A. when you have nothing to do besides train and they can live in L.A. for three to four months, five months at a time. I I think a lot of guys do have, you know, maybe they go rent a house or something over the summer. Yeah, Ben Simmons did that with Kendall Jenner. Yeah. $25,000 a month Kardashian money, huh? I mean, Ben Simmons, he's next up, so you know he's got some money. <laughs> anyway, Clippers, I'm just telling you to be warned on chasing free agents. I mean, it's sounds like a it sounds like a good idea because you guys are in LA, mm-hmm. you guys play at the Staples Center, you guys have all the money in the world to give to these players, but what do you have to give in return to these players? You have money. Do you provide a winning roster that can win now if you add two players? Do you have the lure enough? Do you have enough swag? to lure guys like Jimmy Butler away from that 76ers team? 
Do you have Do you have the swag to take Clay Thompson from the Warriors? Kevin Durant from the Warriors? That's tough to say, honestly. What about? I don't, I don't think the Clippers have the same appeal bring? that the Lakers do. What do they if bring? You, if you are gonna fall trap to that LA appeal, you want to go for the Lakers. You want to play for the Clippers. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And on top of that, I don't think they can even take Kawhi out of Toronto. I I think Toronto's out there as a pretty. It seems like it would be a pretty fun city to be in. Mac, I think you're right. I think they're. You know, they might land somebody, but I don't think they're gonna get the two they want. I don't think they're even gonna. I don't know who they're gonna grab. Honestly, the top five available free agents, I only see them maybe having a shot at Kyrie. And to be honest with you, he might be the worst one on the list that I would want to have. He'd be the last person. I would take I would take Jimmy Butler over Kyrie because at least Jimmy yeah. Butler isn't getting hurt and missing a million and one games every season. Yeah, I mean, you know Jimmy wants to compete, and the roster they have down there in L.A. right now is not going to compete. Yeah. I just, you add Jimmy to that, they're not like all of a sudden a playoff team. You yeah, know even I mean? if you had Jimmy Butler and Kyrie, they're – they're what, maybe a fourth seed, fifth seed? Yeah, maybe. But still, you're not going to beat the Powers in the West, the OKC, you know, Golden State, Portland on a good night. You're not going to beat them. Yeah, so caution to the Clippers, careful on what you wish for. You want to go in all in on free agency, and the best you can walk away with is a Kyrie Irving who, if you piss him off, he'll demand a trade. <laughs> Right. And right. on top of that, he's hurt. He misses like 20, 30 games a year. Yeah. So have fun with that. You can deal with Kyrie yeah. and his $210 million contract that you gave him. So, Matt, give me a percentage. What is the likelihood that the Clippers sign one player out of this free agent class? doesn't matter who it is. Just give me give me a, a percentage. I'm going to give him 20%. To sign one? What to about sign two? One. To sign two, I'm giving him 5%. Because, okay. quite frankly, let's look at it here. Why so would Jimmy goes way down if it's if to get two? Why would Jimmy Butler want to leave the 76ers? Right, exactly. I don't see so why. You let want me go to, to the ultra competitive West when I could just chill out here and be in yeah, the, with, like the conference final every year. Yeah, and a chance to go to the finals every year. Kyrie, if you're telling me, Kyrie, we all know if they land if the Boston lands Anthony Davis without getting rid of Jason Tatum. Why would Kyrie not want to re-sign with Why Boston? would Kyrie not want to play with AD? Yeah. Yeah, so we have that. Even with without Anthony Davis, why would he want to leave Boston anyway? I mean, Lord knows. Kawhi Leonard, I mean, let's just be real. That Toronto team has a chance of going to the finals every season. They're, they're really fun to watch. I just don't know. I just don't see Kawhi leaving Toronto, I think. I don't think so either. I think we're going to see a lot of these Eastern Conference teams that have superstars. I think they're gonna stay over oh, the East staying. as long as Golden State is still intact. You know yeah, what I mean? and then Clay Tomp. Let's what just is be the real. point yeah. going out west and trying to play LeBron and there Golden is no State point. and like Denver like every single year in the playoffs when you can just cruise to like a conference? Yeah, final, there's no you know point I mean? at all. Then Clay Thompson. I think everyone in the world knows he is he's a Golden State Warrior for life. You think so? No, so. Okay. Okay. They're not gonna break up the two best shooters in NBA history. No, they'd be stupid too. Yeah, and then Durant. I think he's gonna stay at least until the end of next season when they if they four p if they win the finals this season they three p right. with Durant. Why not just go for the four p? Who else? I no, can't I remember think, the last person to four p. Uh, the, the Celtics, NBA. I think, in the in the sixties did. Oh, with Bill yeah. Russell. Mm -hmm. All right, so why not just do that? Kevin Durant could just be like, yeah, I won four rings, I four peated, I could I own this league. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he did it with the best team in the league, but. <laughs> hey, it's lonely. That, at the that's top. an argument for another day. Right it back. is. So, yeah, I don't see what the Clippers are really going to do here. I'm kind of worried. 
if they want to end up like their like their neighbor, the Lakers, yeah, they can go ahead and try to sign free agents and deal with the turmoil. They can feel that heat because heads are gonna roll. Oh yeah, in Clipperville, LA is unforgiving. Heads will roll sure. in Clipperville if they don't sign some free agents. Well, especially you heard after it. Doing you this. heard it here first, Mac. Twenty percent to get one superstar, five to get two down in LA in the Staples Center for the Clippers. For the Clippers, and yeah. I, and I'm gonna say it. And for you Laker fans, you guys got a zero percent chance of signing anyone this off season. Okay, all right. There, there, you guys go. Oh, little, little extra, little extra take there. I'm just tired of hearing that Laker free agent that star Laker talk because yeah. they're always in the running for a mm-hmm. star, but do they ever land the big fish? No, they never do. Well, they, okay, besides, LeBron, they do. They but... can't even get it to the boat. They right. can't even get the big fish to the <laughs> boat, man. They lose it on the hook. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna wrap up the show on the other side of the break with some picks. Stay with us. Welcome back into the pod. It is Mac and Miles. We're going to wrap up the show right now with some picks. Mac, let's just quickly go over last week. How did you do? Did you do any better than you've been doing? Oh, Miles. I had the best week on picks yet. Okay. 2-0 last week, 2-0. baby. 2-0. Wow. 2-0. You know, champions always find a way to win, and I'm turning this ship around. I'm a born champion. Okay. Turning this ship around. 3-7 and seven on the year in picks. Kings beat the Spurs 127 to 112. So they kind of put the smack down on them. Mm-hmm. And then I've been betting on the Timberwolves a little bit too much this season. Yeah, it's you've been always happy with them. It's always come to bite me in the butt in the end because the Timberwolves cannot lose close games at the end of the day when it's all said and done. They can't win close games. And once again, they proved that they could not win a close game and fell to the Grizzlies. 108 to 106. Another two point loss for the Timberwolves on the year. And that's put me at 2 0 for last week's picks. What and 3 and 7 on the three season. And seven? Three so and I seven. felt a 5 and 5. I actually went 0 and 2 last week. It was pretty brutal for me. The hot streak it's, is officially it's over. It's been a for bad you. few weeks. Yeah, you could say that again. So I picked uh, San Antonio to go into Utah and win that one. They did not. I also picked Charlotte to go into Dallas and win that one. And they did not. So I fall to 5 and 5 now for our picks. It hasn't been. It's been a rough few weeks for me, but I'm hoping I can turn around this week. And you and I actually agree on this on this first pick, and that's we think uh, Memphis is going to go into Chicago and lose this one. I do. I think the Bulls are just too young. I think they're going to outplay the Grizzlies. Grizz, the Grizzlies are hurting right now. They just traded away franchise icon Mark Gasol, and for as long as the Memphis Grizzlies have been a fran- an established franchise in the NBA, they have not played a game without a Gasol brother. They've had Pau Gasol, Marc Gasol's mm-hmm. older brother, and they've played and playing with Marc Gasol now for the past, what, like 10 years. Something so like for that, as long yeah. as they've been a franchise, they've they've never played a game without a Gasol brother, and this is going to be the first week without a Gasol brother for the franchise. Mac, who you got for that second one? And Your for second the second pick. one, I yeah. got the Pacers over Milwaukee, over the Bucks okay. in Indianapolis. I just Wes think, Matthews recently added to Indianapolis, right? Yes, sir. Yep. He's going to be a nice addition. He can shoot the three. He can go out and play a little bit of defense for you. Mm-hmm. And He's stout. I just think Indianapolis is just, I don't know. I just Sometimes they just pull out these grit and grind really tough games. Yeah, since they've lost to Lodipo, they've actually, you know, they kind of stepped it up as a team. Yeah, they, I, I don't know what it is. It's like, it might just be that Indianapolis grit that they have. I think it is. 
I don't know. Is. They're just so gritty. They just play so hard, and I just think they can. They really step up to the level of competition. Right, right. When it, when push comes to shove, and I like that about them, and that's why I think they're going to upset the team with the NBA's best record, the Milwaukee Bucks, on Wednesday. All righty. My second pick is also on Wednesday, actually. It's uh, my beloved my beloved Blazers. This is their last game before the All Star break. Golden State, the defending two time champs, are coming into town, and uh, they're actually favored just slightly over the Blazers at home. But I think the Blazers are going to pull this one out. They had a frustrating loss last night in Dallas. They're actually playing your OKC Thunder tonight in OKC. I was about to I'm say they're about to have another. To they're about one. to have another tough one tonight. Okay, okay, you say so. Anyway, I think Golden State comes into Portland, loses that game. Golden State's favored in that. Dame Lillard always plays well against the defending champs, and I think this Blazer team wants to end their you know pre All Star break on a high note. And what better way to do it than get a win over the defending champs? Hey. Portland always plays Golden State pretty tough. They do, especially at home. So uh, it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. If Dame Dollar can explode like he's known I'm to. Saying, I'm saying right now, mark my words, Mac, Dame Dollar, 35 plus. 35 plus? Yeah, yeah. We heard it here first then, Miles. Uh-huh. And also, we got the All-Star game this Sunday. We do, we do. A little so bonus we're, pick for you. So we're throwing in bonus picks for both All right, of us. who you got? I got Team Giannis. They got, okay. my, they got my guys, Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And so... If both my Thunder p- players are on the team, I gotta choose them. So I'm Team go, Giannis over Team Braun. I'm gonna go LeBron. Yeah. Alrighty. They got Dame. He's got Durant. He's got AD. That's enough for me. Alrighty. There we. You guys heard it there. That is gonna wrap it up, Mac. You wanna go over your picks just real quick one more time? I have on Wednesday the Bulls over the Grizzlies. And the Pacers over the Bucks. I also have the Bulls over the Grizzlies, but then also look out for Golden State to go into Portland, P-Town, and suffer a loss. That is going to wrap up the show for us today. He is Mac. I am Miles. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back next week, same time, same day, with some fresh content. Mac, any last thoughts? Be ready for the next show. We got some all-star game stuff coming. We got some fun stuff. It'll be an exciting show next week. Make sure you guys tune in. Thank you for listening.